So as I mentioned at the end of last week's episode focused on the ZK Hack events, there's no full episode this week, but I had very much wanted to bring on Kobe, who was one of the co-creators of the ZK Hack, but who wasn't able to make that episode. I really wanted to do a bonus interview with him. He's so key to this effort. So I'm very happy to have Kobe on the show with me today. Hey, Kobe. Hello. So I'm very excited to chat with you about what went down on ZK Hack and what we have planned for the new year. But before we go into that, um, I did want to give some sense of how folks who are maybe new to the podcast, joining for the first time, how they can already get involved in the ZK community, the community that's kind of found, formed around this podcast. So on the website, on the zeroknowledge.fm website, you can see a number of links to different places. You can check out things like the ZK Jobs Board, which is where teams in the space who are recruiting are actually posting their jobs. So it's not ZK Jobs like working for the podcast, although I might have one or two there. It's really focused on, you know, the, the teams that are building zero knowledge tech and they're looking for new people to work for them. So if you're in the market for a new job in the new year, please do check out the ZK Jobs Board. I also want to highlight the community board. So this is a forum. It's had a little bit of activity in the last few months, but I would love to see it grow in the coming year. So this is a great place to ask questions, to post new research, to get feedback basically from experts. Uh, we are modeling it a little bit after ETH Research. So if you're familiar with that platform, this is one that's focused very, very much on zero-knowledge tech. And so I hope to see you there. And there is also the Telegram group. And the ZK Telegram group is a, quite a large Telegram group, but lately it's been awesome. There have been fantastic conversations going about like the nitty gritty of ZK protocol design. It's also a great place if you want to find out about events around the podcast, stuff like that. So I'll add links to all of these things in the show notes. I hope you'll check them out. And without further ado, uh, I think we can now jump into the ZK hack bonus. But now let's talk to Kobe. Kobe, um, how have you been? <laughs> uh, I've, I've been good. Uh, it was uh, nice to, to take some time off. Um, and uh, yeah, I hope you had a nice time in the holidays as well. Trying. Struggling to take vacation, but trying. Uh, I feel like right now there's so much going on that I'm having a really hard time stopping, like just putting down the Twitter, stopping the emails, like don't answer the Telegram messages. So yeah. Yeah, like there's just too, too much uh, too much to read on and too many interesting things to follow up. Totally. But let's talk about ZK Hack. You weren't on the episode that we did where we did talk to some researchers and developers and the builders and some of the organizers. And if, if, if the listeners haven't heard that, please do check it out. But Kobe, what was your take on ZK Hack? Like, it's over. We, we can now do a bit of a retrospective. How do you feel about it? I think it was amazing. I, I'm really, really satisfied with the result and all the activity and the people that participated in ZK Hack. And it evolved into something better than I hoped initially when we thought about it. I will also share that I was also a bit nervous when we started it, you know? Totally. <laughs> I wasn't sure if uh, <laughs> people will like the puzzles, if uh, there will be traction around it and we'll get some good solutions, but uh, we did and we got really good feedback and people liked it. 
we also learned a lot from people about what mm -hmm. we should not do anymore. But uh, yeah, uh, all in all, I'm really happy with what we we did there. Yeah. I think I did mention this in our in the episode on ZK Hack, but I should say, like, maybe to give some context, ZK Hack was the seven week event that we ran in from like end of October till the beginning of December. And it was like seven workshops, six puzzles. Um, that idea for the puzzles, like, was really co yours, Kobe. It was like you remember we couldn't do the hackathon, and you were like, I have this idea. Had you been, like, what kind of spawned that idea? Had, what, had you seen something like it or were you kind of, like, drawing on anything that you had done in the past? Yeah, that's a great question. This is something that I wanted to do for a while. I, I really like this method of learning through, I guess, through doing, or, but also through pushing the limits of systems mm. in the sense that, uh, you know, when you read papers or look at documentation, of projects, it's always written in a very positive context. As in, yes, this is our project and this is our protocol and we got it right the first time. We made it amazing. <laughs> uh, but that's, that's usually not what happens. Usually you try something and it fails and you find, you find a problem with it. You find an issue that breaks the whole protocol and it's not sound and you try something else and that also fails. And it takes a lot of time to get something right. And there's a lot of know-how into how not to build things that is sometimes lost when you read things in a positive context. Mm. So I feel that I also learn a lot better when I try to push the limits of systems. So if you know I'm reading Python documentation and follow the tutorial, that's nice. But then if I also try to do some weird things like importing like things, that, yeah, <laughs> importing things I shouldn't do or replace packages in the package registry where this is not really what you should do, but it causes something interesting to happen, then you realize, okay, now I understand how the normal flow works better because I tried to learn around it and try wow. to do things that it can't. So cool. you learn about, yeah, exactly. Like you learn about something through what it cannot do. Do you feel like by doing that, you sort of learn the shape of the thing? Like you learn sort of the, the lane that, the, that they've chosen. You learn a little bit more of the context of how this thing is working than if you were just well, I mean, I guess if you just follow documentation, you don't actually always know how it works. You're just sort of like, I can follow these instructions and it works. Yeah, I think that's a really good way to look at it. Like you learn, you learn the shape. Or like if you're working in a forest, if you go through this path that everybody walks uh, on, then you see some of the forest. But if you go around into some other paths or some un untrodden paths, then... You, you can see a lot of other interesting things and see why people didn't walk there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might see some bad things too. Maybe. Uh, some wolves, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me a little bit about what it was like kind of interacting with the builders. What we focused on, what Susanna, Tanya, and I focused on was much more of the events planning and organization. Um, 
doing the week to week, doing some of the marketing. But on the puzzle front, that was really kind of your, you were leading that. So what was it like working with teams to build this thing? So I had a really good experience working with the teams from um, Anoma and Elio. Um, some of the people I, I knew better from the past, mm-hmm. but some of them I got to know better just now. And all of them were really, really good at what they do. And, but also very creative in the sense that, you know, we came with some ideas to them. We told them, we think that these problems or these exploits would be cool to talk about. And some of them gave counter ideas like, yeah, this is too easy. This is too hard. Or maybe we should look at that because this is a core component in another protocol. And I really enjoyed this interaction because it also led to some new ideas and it wasn't just you know, led by us in some sense. Um, and besides that, I felt that um, the builders gave uh, their best effort into, doing, mm-hmm. into creating good puzzles and making sure that uh, the puzzles are interesting and uh, you know, coming up with hints and coming up with background material and in general, I, 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 I'm happy to have done this with them. Now, what about the hackers themselves? So one of the chats in the ZK Hack Discord is all focused on the puzzles. So yeah, what was like? What was that like? Where did you did you know most of the hackers beforehand? Did you find? Did you meet some new hackers through that? How was that? To my surprise, or to my pleasant surprise, I met a lot of new people. So we did see some people that we know, but a lot of the people were people that I maybe encountered by name before or people that I haven't even encountered before. Mm-hmm. And some of them are people that don't, for example, have a strong public persona on Twitter or something like that, mm-hmm. but they're excellent at what they do. Some of them, you know, these these people have managed to solve puzzles in like 30 minutes or 40 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Whereas others took like a few days or the full week. <laughs> yeah. So in the end, a lot of them also asked good questions. Like mm. they, they either approached me and asked good questions about the puzzles or they even somehow tried to help each other without revealing too much through the discord channels. And it was really interesting to see the the hackers that I didn't know before managing to to do to tackle these complex puzzles in in different ways and also writing them about them in a way that shows a deep understanding of the topic, even though you know they might have just learned deeply about them only recently. Mm -hmm. So you just get to know a lot of smart people that are really interested in getting into this and knowing more about these topics. And this gave them a chance or the excuse to do it, I guess. So cool. Do you feel like, I mean, this, this idea of learning through hacking and kind of bringing together this international community of new researchers and hackers and cryptographers, folks that maybe hadn't been as like visible to us. And I think we we will be talking about this, but like, it seems like a really cool start to 
like a way to learn in the in the modern world, like not the usual path to learning, but doesn't it sort of capture or doesn't it sort of do those things that traditional institutions do anyway, just in this like very online, very sprint like it's like, do you think of the puzzles almost like tests? <laughs> were they like the quizzes <laughs> <laughs> so someone actually told me uh, oh i get paid to do homework problems <laughs> so i found that funny nice. but uh, yeah i think you you might have a good point that this sometimes is similar to what you would see as a homework problem in university <laughs> but in in a different sense if we talk about inspiration of where we got inspiration for puzzles is if you look at things like CTFs, which are very different in nature, but also focused on hacking um, and exploiting systems, but more focused on like flows in systems. And there is a competition of who gets uh, to, to their target first. Um, but there are also other efforts that concentrate on, for example, hacks in Solidity or hacks in C. Mm-hmm. And what I felt is that there wasn't something that focuses on advanced cryptography or this whole zero-knowledge proof ecosystem, while there are many protocols that exist there. And that's that's what I wanted to expose more because a lot more people got into this space, especially the last year. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it is a very fun way to, to get into it. And I guess with all these new people joining, though, they may not have the background. They may not have been in the, in the industry while some of the previous hacks that did happen in the real world actually happened. So this was also an, like, this was an opportunity to kind of showcase what could happen or what has happened in the wild for those who maybe weren't. Cause like, I think it's very different when you're, when you're in the moment when it happens and you see the impact and you you feel the drama of like people freaking out versus he, you know, seeing it as like a, in an article that something happened three years ago it's a very different experience. I think this in a way tries to recreate that though, where it's like, you're going to, you're going to break it. You're going to find the mis- You're like, you're going to break it. And this is what it means. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, even if you were in the moment, then even if you didn't try to hack anyone or you maybe try to look at it or try to, to reverse engineer it. And you're right. It felt more exciting when you were there. Mm-hmm. But if it was three years ago, then it's not as fun reading an article about it. So you got to do it. You got to try doing it yourself. And it's harder without some hook to get into it. Yeah. Were all the puzzles actually based on previous, like existing? Um, actually, so were all of the puzzles based on actual events like actual hacks in the wild or were some more constructed by the teams so initially we did want to base them all on hacks that happened in the wild and but it didn't seem extremely possible to make that happen and still make some good amount of puzzles that could be solved in a reasonable time Mm. so we mainly took snippets 
out of things that did happen. So either, either problems that we've seen in production. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for example, the Zcash bug, that's mm-hmm. one problem that actually happened. Um, but problems that we've seen in protocols, they didn't go in production yet, but we've stopped the exploit before, let's say, like we've alerted them, like as a community, I mean, not specifically me. Yeah, yeah. Um, so for example, the, the first one, the, this BLS Pedersen puzzle is something that we've seen, something that was going to go into production after some time, probably. And it's, it's a good way to see why it shouldn't go because it's a very tricky and subtle one. But yeah, I think other puzzles, for example, teach you about core components of a protocol. So the puzzle about the blinding polynomials was something that helps you understand how to achieve zero knowledge in Plonk. Mm. And more correctly, why you take this polynomial with this degree rather than something lower or higher because maybe it's not as clear i'm not sure it's super clear from the paper why it's that Mm. and you know people that know these techniques of polynomial commitments and related techniques then they know why it matters and why this degree not another but we really wanted to highlight this understanding but uh, yeah i think uh, the other puzzles were more free form and more uh, general problems that exist uh, out there uh, but not specifically alluding to a concrete event that happened do you think you're do you think this is sort of training or could be a training ground for like future auditors because if like this is what that is what the auditors are doing a lot of the time right <laughs> Yeah, it might be like, I don't think it's only for auditors, but auditors could definitely be a target, but I think it could be some training course that every person that goes into ZK or advanced cryptography could go through. Like it shouldn't be that hard. Like you could spend a few days or week or something and uh, solve the puzzles and gain a deeper understanding in a way that's fun, I guess. Um, Yeah. And you know, seeing similar efforts that made this into a community effort that where you have a bunch of exercises and, you know, I refer people to those things when they want to learn about solidity, for example. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think it could definitely grow into something like that. Cool. Wait, learn about solidity? No. I mean, not for our case, <laughs> but uh, when like there is the Ethernaut thing. That's what I meant. Okay. So now let's chat about what the future of ZK Hack holds. We wrapped up V1 of ZK Hack. I'm going to call it that. V1, ZK Hack 1. I don't know. We, we wrapped up the first one, the first edition on December 7th. And yeah, I think even before we wrapped up, we had realized that there was something really valuable here and something we wanted to continue. And so yeah, coming up in the new year, we have the plan to do a ZK Hack Mini. The dates are March 1st to March 16th right now. Tentative could change. Again, it's online, so it really doesn't matter what the state of the world is. We can hopefully still do it as long as we have the internet. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we're going to do another ZK Hack Mini, and it's going to be shorter this time. We're going to try to like make it yeah 
like around two weeks, a little bit more condensed. Um, but I'm very excited about that. In the ZK Hack Mini future, and I know, Kobe, we haven't really dug into planning it, but what would you love to see in that next edition? What could we do? What could be different or better or like an add-on? Do you have any ideas yet? Hmm. That's a good question. I think uh, maybe what I would like to see more is some puzzles around ZK because although, you know, this is ZK Hack, we've mostly had puzzles around other aspects of advanced cryptography. So maybe if we try to take on more aspects in that, in that area, that would be fun. Um, and I think a lot of people are interested in that. So it could be really cool. And what I was, what I was thinking would be really cool though, is like, I know that in various teams, Oh, actually, first of all, there's the, the builder teams didn't get to actually participate as hackers this past time and I want to give them the opportunity because it's like two Alio and Anoma like awesome teams full of like fantastic cryptographers who were disbarred from competing because they had built it so they were like not allowed to do it um, but I know that they would potentially want to do it and I would like to kind of encourage more auditors more of the folks who maybe were, were aware of it from the sidelines um, now that now that they're out there now that you can actually check out what it is, what a puzzle is, and what the solutions look like, I hope that more people will also join in. Like folks that are working in a lot of the, a lot of the companies in the space who maybe thought this wasn't for them, um, I'd like to see them give it a shot too. Same. I think that's a, that could be cool. Yeah. And then, yeah, the, generally something that I want to, I kind of want to share, I think we kind of want to share about ZK Hack is like ZK Hack is not meant to end with this event it's not meant to only be you know on like it's not only meant to be an entity that exists when these events are happening we want it to become much more of a continuous platform a place where people can actually get deeper zk info i feel like the podcast the zero knowledge podcast is quite broad i also talk about all sorts of things that are not zk related on this show but ZK Hack is much, much more focused in on the technology and the engineering that go into the zero knowledge platforms and the tools that exist. And so it's a really, really good place for people who want to jump in academically, who want to work in it, who want to, you know, get their hands dirty, who want to build stuff, who want to start companies around these topics, but they want to explore a use case. This, I think, is the right, it, it could be a really great way it could be a really great starting point for you. Um, come to the ZK Hack events, but also start, you know, like meet some of the folks who are in the in the Discord as well. Yeah, and uh, one cool thing that we've seen in the Discord is a study group naturally forming. Totally. Yeah, we'd love to see more of that too. If there are other resources that people would like to explore with others, ZK Hack is definitely going to be much more of a like an open space. It's not, it's. I'd like to find lots of mods and community leads to actually start building up more stuff in there. So actually, if there's anyone out there who is interested in potentially participating as a mod or being part of building up this community, running a study club or study group of your own, um, yeah, do get in touch. You can find us in that Discord and the link will be in the show notes. Yeah, I will even one up that that if you want to contribute in some way in building some technical materials or building puzzles, I think that would also be very welcome. 
So yeah, please reach out to us. Nice. Yeah, and then I guess that sort of concludes the year. This is uh, this has been a really crazy, fun, wild year for CK, especially the last like six months, I guess. Um, yeah, what are you looking forward to, Kobe, in the new year? Yeah, I, I think I'm looking forward to seeing how general purpose ZKL2 is evolved. I think that's an interesting space that's becoming more production ready only recently. And we've seen that with a few different platforms like Starkman, ZKSync, and others. It's still very, in its early days. There's mm -hmm. a lot to do. It's all somewhat, or at least in part, centralized. And it's going to evolve greatly. It's not going to stay as it is today. There's going to be more traction there. And I think also people are going to realize that you don't really just have to clone what you do on L1. You can do new things that were insanely expensive on L1. Mm. Not only terribly expensive, but insanely expensive as well that you can now do. So I'm looking forward to see all of these things as they apply to DeFi or games or even, you know, just other kinds of smart contracts or platforms. But this is something that I'm really looking forward to see. Cool. So next week, I have a full episode with uh, James, Tarun, Josh, Cincinnati, and Guillermo, where we're doing like a predictions. Um, but thank I'm, I'm so glad I got to hear a little bit of your predictions as well, Kobe, to, to bring to the table. <laughs> well, hopes. <laughs> yeah, wishes. Um, but yeah, thanks for coming on again. And thanks again for doing ZK Hack together. And I feel like we have lots of ZK Hack work ahead of us i shouldn't say that we have a lot of zk hack fun ahead of us <laughs> yes exactly. and work but fun i'm excited for it and i do hope people you know who are listening to this have a look at it get to know it kind of join us and hopefully we'll see you at those events yep i'm really looking forward to it cool okay so i guess that wraps up the year thanks again kobe thank you and to our listeners thanks for listening happy new year Happy New Year. <laughs> cool.